Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Uh, it's uh, Monday. Uh, we just had a good great, morning. <laughs> uh, great weekend. Um, we had uh, something interesting uh, that we were part of. Actually, uh, it's you know we again we as we say, uh, Kathy and I let you know we're taping this kind of ahead of time. So. Uh, last weekend was Memorial Day uh, weekend, and um, my daughter Michelle uh, had received a uh, invitation uh, from the local military. Uh, could you uh, uh, come and volunteer to put flags down in the cemetery for Memorial Day? So she organized it, um, and she she had to get you have to put it exactly twelve inches away from the gravestone, mm-hmm. and then and then put it in the ground. Uh, so she had to get rulers and screwdrivers to get the hole going. Oh, uh, wow. So she invited us and it was uh, uh, our family and then uh, a couple of uh, the Bogars uh, that were visiting us. They're part of our small group actually and that we do them by Zoom most of the time uh, from Austin, Texas. So they were here. Yeah. Uh, and they're, leader, they're, leaders, they're leaders in the ministry. So they said, yeah, we'd love to join us. So uh, we had a group. Uh, we were part, uh, Kathy, of a thousand people uh, wow. that volunteered to show up um, and we got these bundles of flags and just all of us uh, went out, um, went to the gravesite. Great. And there's, you know, there's two, 115,000 uh, gravesites. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we went out, uh, did the 12 inches, put them in the ground. Um, and then we prayed for their family, mm-hmm. uh, uh, remaining family. Uh, oh, I love that. So we did. And so 115,000 flags oh. got, got planted. And one, one really neat story about that. Um, which again shows the the beauty and the power of God is it was forecast to rain heavily uh, Sunday morning, which they said, by the way, if, if it's raining and their uh, invitation to everybody was the military, uh, when they're out fighting, they don't, they don't seem to m- mind about rain. They, they fight anyway. So, Hey, you guys come on out anyway, you know? So, <laughs> so we, we came and um, we prayed our, our family got together uh, with Joe and Lee and, we said, Father, would you hold this rain off until we're done? Mm. Uh, and so uh, we went and uh, they started right at nine o'clock. So we were there even early, but they started with taps um, and they played that all over the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and OK, taps and now now go and honor these guys. Uh, and so uh, we did finished in a little bit under an hour. And there were, again, thousand people out there doing it. Uh, when we were done, you know, then we handed the stuff in and within five, 10 minutes, it started pouring rain. Mm. Uh, and it was like, <laughs> thank you, Father, for uh, doing that, uh, that we uh, didn't get drenched uh, doing this. And by the way, uh, part of the covenant, uh, and this is something we'll share as we get into this, is I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and see, it's, it's, we tend to think, well, that's everything I do. Right. And God says, actually, it's what I'm going to do through you mm-hmm. and the benefit the other people. And 
And we thought about this and a thousand people got blessed by our prayer of holding that rain off for an hour. Uh, and they didn't have, they didn't have to get drenched either. Uh, so it was God say, well, the, the covenant is way bigger than you think, you know? So it was, it was pretty cool. That. And I love that you just reminded, that was a good reminder for me to hear. It's not just that what we do to bless others with what he's given us, but it's what he's doing through us. It's, That's right. It's so that was the perfect example of that. I yeah. love that. Yep. Yeah. So we had a great uh, weekend and uh, uh, it, was, it was quite fun to be together and, uh, and, and honor our military uh, for yeah. all that they've given us for freedom. Uh, right. And we, and we, you know, just see him one, one, cemetery with 115,000 people over the course of time that have stood up on our behalf right. uh, gave us chills really is is just mm-hmm. how thrilling is that uh, that we could honor them and uh, what they what they've done for us and and there were many military guys out there uh, doing you know planting the flags as well and and we got to talk to some of them and thank them uh, for right. their for their service so it was fun oh that's beautiful that's it reminds me um you know, and i know everybody was thinking of this verse probably this weekend but john 15 13 yeah you know that greater love has no one than to lay down his life for his friends yeah and just what a beautiful sacrifice um so many have made on our behalf my husband being former air force that's right always you know it stands out to me um obviously you know he's a, a veteran not not honored on memorial day but still just the beauty of the sacrifice there's a lot of people we know that have sacrificed so much for what we get to enjoy here in America. Yeah, it really is. Um, so um, as we have been processing over this last uh, uh, period of time now going on uh, five, six weeks is um, this issue of abiding uh, and the beauty of communication, personal relationship with uh, the God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit directly that he wants to speak to us. He's got much to give us, say to us, do uh, with the with the, res- the desire for fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fruit, uh, which is all directed by the vine dresser, uh, is um, the things that are going to change within us, transformation, mm-hmm. uh, dealing with things of we're afraid of things, we're angry, addicted, uh, fall into patterns. He says, well, let me heal that. Uh, in your life and not just mm-hmm. manage it, but truly transform it. Um, and then the other thing is fruit is change circumstances. Yes. Things that God says, I will do. I, I understand your issue. I need to restore you. I know you've uh, had adversity. Uh, things haven't worked out. Um, and he'll get, he'll, we'll get into a whole topic sometime about the depth of that, mm-hmm. uh, of adversity, because it's, it's really complex uh, what that all means. But the neat thing is that God says, how about if I just fix it um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, walk with me through it? And it, and the key is, uh, and you think of it in a real simple way. Uh, God says, it happens in my kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what's his kingdom? His kingdom is where he's at. Right. And he's the king. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's a kingdom, there's a king. And we're his servants or we're his mm-hmm. children uh, walking with him. Because he says, uh, everything that happens that I can do in my kingdom supersedes the kingdom of the world, which we've already mm-hmm. talked about is under the control of the enemy. And there's kill, steal, and destroy, and entropy, and and bad things happen. Um, and God doesn't say, I'm going to eliminate all that. Um, that's the world we live in because we handed over that authority to Satan. But he says, in my kingdom, I'm superior to that, and I can mm-hmm. I can fulfill 
the promises of my kingdom as you walk with me. And of course, the simplicity is, well, you got to be with me. Right. Um, I'm not going to force you to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where money believers are kind of stuck. I actually had a conversation with uh, uh, this uh, couple that I'm uh, discipling this morning. Uh, and they were saying that um, their struggle and a lot of people that they know are, well, what isn't God sovereign? Isn't, right. isn't, isn't God in control? And should, shouldn't he protect me from all bad things? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, well, not really. That's a question we hear all the time, yeah. by the yeah. way. That's, you know, and uh, that's a good question to process and to ask. It really is. Uh, because we have to get to, and I talk, well, let's go to the truth of that. Yeah. Uh, let's understand the truth of that. And so as we went into it, it's, you know, we're in a wicked world. Uh, it's under the control of the enemy, which is states in both the, uh, mm-hmm. the old and new Testament, um, still, by the way, after the resurrection, right. Uh, that, um, you're in a fallen world. There's a sinful nature, mm-hmm. uh, which is self-centered. Uh, most people are living that way. Um, Right. And there's going to be conflict. There's going to be difficulty. There's going to be opposition. There's going to be things that break down. There's going to be things that oppose you. Yeah, you're going to be part of the adversity uh, that's mm-hmm. this part of life. And But in my kingdom, God says, um, I can restore to you uh, the exceptional life of the covenant. I'm going to bless you. We mm-hmm. just talked about that. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing where I have you. And, and of course, the key is uh, I'm not going to force you. Mm-hmm. to be with me uh, and don't and don't think just because I'm God and have the power to overcome everything that I will automatically do it, which is what keeps explaining why we live in a fallen world. Right. I mean, otherwise he would just take care of it. I uh, under that same semblance, though, um, that idea that I think Christians fall into, um, the question we're talking about, you also see a lot of people fall into mediocrity because of that. Okay. Well, if it happened, then isn't it God's will? Okay. So talk, um, ev- talk, everything a li- is God's will. Talk and a little so- bit about that because that, that really drives people to acceptance, what we call acceptance and resignation. So mm-hmm. when you're talking about mediocrity, um, how do you define that? And why does why do we wind up there? And now by she's talking about believers, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So t- talk so a little bit about so that. I think so often we do, I think we have been fed, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but I, I feel like we have been fed this false theology um, so often that we just have to, you know, that this take up your cross, there is a, a misnomer as to what taking up your cross really looks like for one thing. And that we just have to settle for this. We need to be content and that in being content, that also means we're not actually looking for or expecting God's exceptional provision, what he actually has for us walking in the kingdom. And we're just, well, this is, this is what I have to deal with while I'm here on earth. And this is, you know, it's, I'm better off than somebody else is. So at least I have a little bit of joy in the midst. At least I have. And we just settle into this rather than coming to God. And what do you have to say? And if his original design for us is one of exceptional abundance, and he continues to tell us, you know, I, I've come that you've had life abundantly, you know, to have it more abundantly, that's not just in heaven, that is now, yet we settle for, well, that's just in heaven. And I think we, we've bought into a bit of a false theology there, and then people have taken that on the other side and run with, well, everything should be 
you know, puppies and roses everywhere <laughs> if you're a Christian. And, and that's also not accurate theology. So understanding what abundant life is and then expecting and asking God how to step into it, but it happens in the kingdom. It happens when we're walking with him and, and how he steps us into abundant joy and abundant peace and abundant provision and ab abundant work, abundant marriages. You know, there's a lot of exceptional things that he has designed for us that we instead take good enough rather than best. Yeah. And the, and it's driven by, um, a, uh, and this is where the falseness of the, of the truth comes in is, um, uh, everything that happens to me is God's will. Right. Um, isn't God in control mm -hmm. and everything that happens is, is certainly God's will. Uh, and if it's God's will, and I really don't have anything I can do about it anyway, mm -hmm. then I go to this aspect of acceptance mm -hmm. and it leads to, um, believing that, that my mediocre life that is having difficulty, uh, nothing really gets resolved. Um, the struggle is there. Uh, I've been told that, well, I'm a, I'm a sinful person mm -hmm. and this is the way life's going to be, but Hey, but Hey, you got a ticket to heaven. Um, right. and again, uh, the simplicity of that, as you look at that argument, uh, and what I, what I, and people get to that place of, well, isn't everything God's will. And I say, okay, let's, mm -hmm. let's talk about that a second. Um, I said, uh, let's take two believers in Christ that um, uh, desire and come together and get married. Mm -hmm. um, what is God's will? Well, it's pretty simple. Uh, to stay together, mm -hmm. uh, to become one, to enjoy life. Uh, and he says very clearly, and even Jesus said this, what, what God has put together, let no man put asunder. Talking about right. marriage. Uh, okay, so that's pretty clear. I said, okay, well, what do you then say about currently the 50, 60% of the Christians that are getting divorced? Mm -hmm. Are you telling me that that's God's will? And there's a disconnect of, of well, isn't he sovereign? And I guess, I guess, you know, and, well, no. Um, you, can't, you can't say that God's will is for people to get married and then get divorced. That's not, right. that's not the nature of God. So you got to challenge what you think, mm -hmm. um, right. and that, and that maybe there's a different way of the beautiful life that God has, which again, comes back to his kingdom mm -hmm. and his simple invitation is, uh, uh, I'm the vine Christ speaking. The father's the vine dresser. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Holy spirit is within you, giving you life and your choice as a branch is you got to choose to remain in me, abide in me, stay right. in me. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, and I, and he says, and, and you got to look at it the other direction. Apart from you being in me, God says, I can do nothing. Mm -hmm. That's pretty, that's pretty profound. That is. Uh, yeah. Well, doesn't God do stuff? Yeah. Okay. God can do uh, greater stuff, but the, in your life, he says, I can't do this unless you're with me. Right. Walking in my kingdom. And this is where abide. And that's part of the free will, right? Free will, he's, yeah. He's not going to force us. He said it's a choice. Um, and that's part of the um, the way that he knows that we've chosen, mm -hmm. yes, I want to be with you. 
Right. Um, and and in my in my position is because of all these promises that God gives us and the fruit promise particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, my my statement to anybody is why would you not? Mm-hmm. Um, I know I know you've you've thought life is mediocre. I know you think God's let you down. I know that things haven't worked out. I get that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you haven't learned right. Are you willing mm-hmm. Are you willing to learn anew? And and then of course when mm-hmm. people learn, um, and we just had this at our retreat. We just had a reunion of our of our uh, a month ago retreat. And their comment was, how come I've been a believer for 10, 15, 20 years, Mm -hmm. and I've never heard this before? Mm. Um, How, where, what's happened? How come the church isn't, isn't doing this? And the, and the truth is the church is caring more about the, the uh, uh, system, the -hmm. program of, of preaching, joining and, and paying and you coming and they measure it by number of people. Mm-hmm. They don't measure it by fruit. Right. Um, so that as we do our retreats and as we uh, have our curriculum, um, the question we always have is, <laughs> did it make any difference? Mm-hmm. Um, is it not, the fact that you, we had, you know, a thousand retreats and we've had 5,000 people attend, uh, uh, we can say, isn't that great? Well, the, the the question isn't that question. It's right. did those people coming get transformed and learn yeah. what it meant to abide with God right. and go and go off on this great adventure yeah. uh, of life. Uh, so, and in doing that, they will naturally have ripple effects that that show Jesus, just show Him off and exalt Him everywhere they go. And people come and they want to learn more. That's a natural a natural thing. Even um, this weekend, I think it's Matthew four nineteen. We've heard this all so many times. But that verse, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Right. We were talking about that. And there's two parts in that. And it's a promise. Follow me. But to follow him, just like you said, we've got to be surrendered to him and actually with him. Right. We, we've got to be following him and walking in the kingdom. But when we do, it's not some of you will be fishers of men. You will simply by following him. Right. You know, and I love that. That's it's a natural ripple effect of truly walking with him in intimacy. Right. Um, and as we look at that, uh, again, it's God's work uh, that says, um, if you walk with me, if you follow me, if you live with me in my kingdom, um, I, I will deliver these promises that you're abiding in that um, I've said it like uh, this morning with this um, uh discipling that I've been doing, uh, one of the mm-hmm. issues that they have is uh, they got led to a promise uh, that God is going to heal their brokenheartedness. Mm. Um, and of course, somebody that hasn't experienced that, yeah, you know, their question is, well, um, how, how, are we how does that work? Right. Because I've never had it happen. I've been brokenhearted my whole life. Right. I prayed about it. But it's never happened. So what are you mm. what are you suggesting that's different that I'm gonna actually get my 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 brokenheartedness healed? Mm-hmm. Uh and and um uh the uh process that this this uh couple was going through was they tended to go to okay, I'm gonna discuss my brokenheartedness. You know, which is good. Uh, mm-hmm. this is where I'm brokenhearted. 
Um, and then it was, and this is the other side of this. Well, God, okay, great. Take care of it. Mm -hmm. Great. Heal my brokenheartedness. Fantastic. Um, and I'll wait here. I'll sit here until you do, you know, and <laughs> it's like, well, no, um, it's really, it's really this joint walk together mm -hmm. of, uh, I promise you I'll deliver this. Now walk with me, what I call walk with me into it. Right. Um, I'm going to give you instruction. You stay with me. Um, I'm going to do some things and I'm going to ask you to do some things mm -hmm. and together it will be fulfilled if you abide, stay with, follow, mm -hmm. you know, me. Um, so it's not sitting on the sideline. Um, and again, you look at sovereignty and said, okay, I heard that piece of it. Now sovereignly make it, make it work. Right. Well, God says, no, you got to keep walking with me and see, here's the beautiful thing about it. Uh, and this is what, if we can kind of get this, keep getting this across to everybody, why, why does God want us to abide? Well, because he loves the intimacy of being with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And see, we tend to think of it as a task. Okay, I'll do my daily quiet time. I'll mm -hmm. do my devotion. And isn't that qualify me? No, it's walking with him. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's intimate with it, hearing his voice, dialoguing, questions, uh, hearing what, what is next, watching what is next. And right. uh, so it's the intimacy of that. And so I'll, I'll give you the example uh, that I gave this couple this morning. Um, God said to the Israelites, I promise you to deliver to you the land of Canaan, across the Jordan. They've already crossed the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. um, and I will deliver you and I'll defeat the enemy and give you peace and give you all the bounty of that. Uh, the first generation, Moses' generation, about 2 million mm -hmm. people, they said, no, we're not willing to go. Um, now we know, because they, they, it's recorded that they all heard God's will. Right. That wasn't fuzzy. They all understood mm -hmm. God said, mm -hmm. I will do. My will is this. Right. But they said, I'm not willing to go. Right. Um, and he said, okay, then I'll let you wander around in the wilderness for 40 years. And it says in, in Hebrews uh, 3, 15 to 19, uh, that he was angry with them mm -hmm. uh, for 40 years. Now, the anger is, <laughs> is out of his heart. It's like, I'm offering you the best. Right. And you're telling me you're not willing to go? Yeah. He said, that saddens me and it, and it makes me angry because now you've prevented me from mm -hmm. acting, from giving you what I, what I promise. Mm. Um, and I'm, I invite you. So the next generation, uh, uh, and by the way, Joshua and Caleb were the only two. Who believed it. Yeah, they he believed said, it. Hey, if God says it, we can do it regardless of what the circumstance uh, looks I, like. I believe it. Uh, and mm -hmm. they said, okay, you'll get to go. You're going to have to wait for 40 years, but you get to go. Right. So the next generation, now this is all the next Two million kids, mm -hmm. young young people, um, born in the wilderness. So they they haven't mm -hmm. been anywhere other than in the desert, living right. a living a life of misery. Really, uh, would you like to go? I offer you the same promise. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, you can read this in John uh, Joshua chapter one, where uh, in verse sixteen it says, "We'll go wherever you take us, and we'll do whatever mm -hmm. you tell us to do. We're we're in. Let's go." Right. Okay, and he says, great, let's go across the Jordan. Now, in chapter one of Joshua, he describes specifically all the elements of the promise. 
-hmm. everywhere you set your foot. Every mm -hmm. enemy will be defeated. I will give you peace. Nobody will be able to come against you. Uh, as long as you follow me, right. I will deliver uh, this promise to you. It's called the land of promises. And of course, mm -hmm. to us now, it's promises. Um, okay, and, he, and here's the key. Uh, Joshua said, okay, and the people were willing to go. What right. they didn't do, and this is where it goes back to mediocrity. They didn't say, okay, great. We heard that. Let us know when you do that. Mm -hmm. um, go, go fulfill it. Uh, fantastic. We'll wait here. When you right. get it all, when you get it all done, we'll go in and occupy the land. You're sovereign. Go do what you just said. And God said, mm -hmm. "Well, <laughs> it doesn't really work like that. Um, now you have to walk with me, abide with me, into the promise." Mm -hmm. It's still potential, not guaranteed. Right. I heard it. That's good. I'm willing to go. That's good. Mm -hmm. But you can't just stand there and say, well, when you do that, when you heal my brokenheartedness, mm -hmm. I'll, be, I'll be good. Right. So go ahead, do all that and let me know. He said, no, you got to walk with me. Abide with me. I'll, I'm going to speak mm -hmm. to you. I'm going to give you instruction. I'm going to have you take steps. And think of life, um, and this is, this is uh, different for us, particularly Americans, um, as a path. Mm -hmm. And it's a constant path that's constantly being walked on by, by God, and we're walking with him. It's not driven so much by events or milestones, right. which is what we tend to think. Which is what our normal thing is. Yeah, yes. yeah. So as soon as mm -hmm. you resolve that thing, I'll be good. Um, right. And he said, well, it's, it's, those, those wonderful things are going to happen. But they're along the path. And the path continues mm -hmm. day by day, week by week, month by month. Uh, and what you experience today is going to be uh, moved forward with more promises and more mm -hmm. things that I'll do for you and more life because he says and we'll get into this without faith it's impossible to please me yeah. that's by definition what does that mean well i'm going to have to walk with him you know my whole life so he said to joshua all right now we're going to do it city by city mm -hmm. and you have to join me because i'm going to do it through you right and both things i'm going to do and things that i'm going to ask you to do and the things i'll do through you so it's this interesting combination mm -hmm. Uh, and God. the invitation is so sweet because yeah. it's it's an invitation to walk both in intimacy with him and to have front row seats to the supernatural, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and get to see what he does, which just builds our faith even more. Yeah. And when but you, we've got to go there with him. Yeah. And when you think of the supernatural and you just said it so beautifully, front row seats, well, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it's, I have to, God's going to lead me to the right place with the right people at the right time. Mm -hmm. And he said there is where I'm going to act. See, that's where I'm, you're going to experience these supernatural things. Mm -hmm. and, and I needed you to be in the right place right? Uh, for me to do that. So like with Joshua, uh, and Joshua understood this, um, the first city he goes after is Jericho. Mm -hmm. um, and God says, okay, here's how we're going to do Jericho. You get ready to go to battle. Mm -hmm. uh, instead of fighting at, be, at the beginning, you march around the city seven times mm -hmm. uh, for seven days, march around the city, and then you blow the trumpet. On the seventh day, you blow the trumpet and shout, 
and I'm going to do something pretty cool, I'm going to knock the walls over. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you knock the wall, when I knock the walls over, go in and, and, and fight everybody and get and uh, and cap- capture that city. Um, okay. Joshua says, okay, got it. And he didn't see Joshua didn't have a, well, yeah, but what if that doesn't work? Or wait a minute, I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a warrior. Shouldn't I just attack them? He says, well, how about if I just deliver it to you? Um, and you just march around the city and follow what I have to say. And Joshua said, okay. Uh, no plan B. We're doing that. Um, mm-hmm. So he does. The walls fall down. They they go in and they uh, capture the city and and win it. Okay. Now this is this is cool. Uh, in the rest of the cities, and there's probably you know forty fifty cities. Did they ever march around the city again? No. No. <laughs> um, and see what we would do mm-hmm. is say, man, look at that. That worked great. Uh, let's go I'll do, that. do that. I'll again. just keep doing yes. that. Um, <laughs> I'll march around the city. And isn't that going to be great? Mm-hmm. And God said, well, interesting enough, my instruction for the next city will be different. Right. Um, you have to follow me into that city, mm-hmm. that step, that next place on the path, and let me guide you as to what I'm going to do and what I need you to do, which will be unique. Mm-hmm. Why? I'm I'm creating it in a way, God speaking, so that you have to stay with me. Right. Why? And again, because he's more interested in the journey and the intimacy than the the end product. We're the ones who get falsely focused on the end product. Right. Right. You know? And the outcome. Yeah. Uh, well, then I got to go make it happen. No, no. Let me do yeah. it. Uh, trust the outcome. Um, I am going to give you a promise, but then it'll be fulfilled day by day, step by step. And I do it mm-hmm. in such a way, God speaking, that... You can't go fulfill it on your own. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to walk with me every step of the way. Now, right. not and as... And so let yeah, me go back ahead. up though, because I do think, you know, we, we are capable people. So we can go fulfill something on our own that is mediocre. <laughs> we can't fulfill the supernatural abundant promise that he had for us. And that's what I think happens again when you talk about mediocrity. That happens so often when we hijack his plan. Okay, we why think, why, okay, yeah. why does you know. it why does it turn mediocre? You yeah. just you just because as yeah, you're looking we at literally it. we you know we're with him, we get the promise, okay, got it, God, I'll come back when I finished it. And then we go and and what we do on our own is just not nearly as beautiful or fulfilling as what he had in mind. And because, so what we land on is is this mediocre thing. And he was like, oh, if you had just stayed with me in the process, mm-hmm. I had abundantly more for that end product than what you just landed on. And and we've missed the journey and the growth. And honestly, then we've got to come back to, okay, how do we come back? I know you still want the intimacy, so let's try something else, God. <laughs> how do you want to grow me? You want to teach this to me? So I come right back to your feet and there we go again. But but yeah. that's how we land in the mediocrity is hijacking his plan. And yeah. Not checking in. And because you said, I will go figure this out. I will Mm -hmm. go do this. See, we're operating in what's called the natural. Yes. Um, Well, it's limited to my capability of getting this thing resolved or getting this thing Mm -hmm. done or or choosing uh, if I'm, you know, being led to go to a new house, for example. It's like, well, that's 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 good enough. That's Mm -hmm. okay. We could accept that. That's what I hear a lot of people say. That should be fine. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fine. I guess I could do that. Um, mm-hmm. That'll work. And hey, let's negotiate something that is okay. 
And see, God's saying, well, what I wanted to do was grand mm-hmm. um, and fulfills things in a, in a beautiful way. But you just went off in your own natural way and, mm-hmm. and you drifted, what we call drifted, into mediocrity. Right. You accepted mediocrity because that's the level that you can operate in. Mm-hmm. Um, the natural is going to be full of trouble, fair to poor. Mm-hmm. The best I can do is mediocre. Right. And God says, yeah, because I want to glorify myself and do things that are so grand mm-hmm. that only only I could do it. You know, and we, right. we had talked briefly about... Um, uh, you know, what, what happens when people start to abide, uh, uh, this, this one retreat that we just did has already from that, it's just a month mm-hmm. of them having their lives so changed mm-hmm. that people around them said, right. what happened to you? And it wasn't because they said, well, I read the Bible every day. Uh, isn't, I, well, and other people say, well, I do that too. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's, I learned to experience walk with uh, God where He had me, and it's and it's things are happening. Supernatural mm-hmm. stuff is happening, and they said, "Can we learn that too?" Yeah. And of course, they say, "Yeah, yes," uh, because it's not about a program. It's not about Living mm-hmm. Waters Ministry. It's not about if you do these five things. It's yeah. Let me help you learn what it mm-hmm. means to walk with God. And I've just started this, but right. I can tell you there's nothing more exciting than that. You know, and so we have six retreats mm-hmm. from that one retreat, and that's how, how it works. That's beautiful. Because why? Well, because God is glorified not by, well, they were faithful in reading mm-hmm. and said, I, I read the Bible every day. And see, the, the people around you basically ask this simple mm-hmm. question, so what? Mm-hmm. Does it make, does it, has it changed you? Has it made a difference in your life? Can I observe something that's different for you? And I don't read the Bible every day. So tell me the difference between you doing it and me doing it. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing it in the natural, the difference is nothing. Right. But when you're walking with God, as he says, let's go to the promised land. Um, I'll do this amazing stuff. You'll get to experience it and then mm-hmm. you'll bear witness to it. Because we, we never take credit by definition because it's so fantastic. Mm. And, and we just say, man, look, look, like, I, like I shared about the Memorial Day. Um, yeah. It wasn't like, well, we were lucky that we, right. picked, we picked the right hour. You know, wasn't that lucky? No, we prayed. God, mm-hmm. God, what do you have to say about this? Okay, how about if I just hold it off until you're done? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's all believe, let's all receive that, believe it. We prayed it, it happened. And, and the, key, the cool thing is that God reminded us because within 10 minutes after we're done, everybody's done, it poured. I mean, it poured so hard. We were thinking, man, I don't even know how we would have done it in this, in this uh, how, mm-hmm. heavy, how heavy it poured. Uh, and God said, well, you, you see what I did? Um, and so we can give glory to God and say, man, Look at what the beautiful thing of what God could do uh, that, that we couldn't. Um, and it's, it's such a beautiful thing as we walk in with his uh, path, step by step, uh, place by place, uh, because of his desire to give us this aspect of 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it happens in my kingdom, and, and God says, I want intimacy with you. Um, right. And as you've, as you've understood that, um, why do you think that thrills God's heart so much? Because that's, 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 it's, part, it's really the basis of everything that we're part of is that, mm-hmm. see, we think of it as, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? And if I do it correctly, <laughs> then I'll, I'll maybe God will bless me once in a while, right. knowing that I'm going to live a mediocre life. Uh, right. And God says, well, you got it all backwards. Um, he says, my thrill is to be with you. Yeah. Okay, now why is that? What, what's your thought about that? Why is that? Well, I just, well, one, because he adores us. You know, he created us to, to be with him and he truly, truly delights in us. But what's so funny as you saying this is, I'll, I'll just share very authentically, there was a little um, correction, maybe I want to say that he gave my heart this week, a reminder anyway. Um, I've shared with everybody here about how he's been speaking to me about do loss yes. and just the beauty of that. And, um, and there's, there is such a sweet thing in that. Um, but this, this weekend, he actually, as I was abiding, he drew me back and um, said, I want you to go back and look at where this all started. And it started um, before it was due loss, it started within my abiding time, him really showing me um, after my dad passed away, mm. you have one and only one father. And I, and I want you to get this. I want you to fully understand what it's like to be my daughter and to solely look to me as your father. And, and then he you know, moved that on to do loss as we went and spoke the identity of do loss over. Well, this weekend he was like, um, I need you to go back to that because I need you to remember you are daughter first, do loss second. Ah. Do loss is born out of being a daughter. You cannot be completely devoted to me unless you're simply loving me and walking with me intimately as father. That's where the power of do loss comes from. Yes. And so that's, that's what I hear, you know, you describing right there is he so desires that intimacy with us. That is above all else. The rest is icing on the cake that we get to walk with. And yeah, yeah, and and I think about, oh, go ahead. No, as you go back to that statement, um, you know, you said it is, well, he created us this way. Um, Mm -hmm. So we go back to, you know, Genesis um, is that he made men and women in his image. Mm hmm. Uh, for fellowship, for intimacy. Um, And he said, the reason I created the whole thing, uh, the world, the earth, all the things on the earth, the stars, the sun, the universe, uh, which as we're finding out, (laughs) is pretty big. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, That I did it to place you, man and woman, on this physical place for us to have a intimate relationship. Uh, And my heart is always enjoying that. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Ephesians 1, um, uh, 14 through 17 says that we are his inheritance. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's funny when people read that verse, you know, it says that that we are his inheritance. People Mm -hmm. people flip it and say, I guess our inheritance is to live a life with God. And he says, no, that's not what I said. I said, you are my inheritance. Mm. When you walk with me, when you die to self, which is when right. inheritance takes place. He said, I've died, right. I've died for you. And now when you die to self and, and I get to have you mm-hmm. with me, and that's my inheritance because I created you for this purpose. 
so that as we understand abiding, uh, it's not a task. It's not doing things mm-hmm. correctly. It's walking in the relationship that he so desires mm-hmm. to enjoy, which is why he set it up as we get into this discussion of promises mm-hmm. that um, you're going to hear what I say. That's going to be the starting point. I'm going to okay. speak. I'm going to speak something like I did to Joshua and his, and Caleb and the people. I will give you the promised land. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they heard it. Uh, now he says, walk with me day by day, week by week, month by month, and I'll fulfill it as we walk together with me giving you instruction to get you in the right place for me to do the supernatural mm-hmm. in the right place. Um, right. And uh, for me to work through you, in you, and around you uh, because that's what fruit looks like. And it'll be mm-hmm. done piece by piece by piece. And I and I did it that way so that you you don't uh, look at it in two different ways. One, okay, I heard the promise. When you finish it, let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, well, I won't finish it unless you walk with me. And then secondly is, isn't everything you do, God, going to be your will? So I'll just I'll just not even pay attention to it. Whatever mm-hmm. happens, happens. You know, called Christian fatalism. Yeah. And God said, well, that's completely opposite because that means by definition you're walking in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And in Romans 8, 5 to 8, it says you put to death the power of the Spirit. You're at enmity against me, and you can't, right. ple- and you can't please me. Right. Uh, and that's what we need to understand is we believers that have come to him and said, I believe you are the Son of God, and I have you mm-hmm. in my heart. You're born again. Okay, good. You have a second choice to make. By the way, Christ said you got to make this choice daily. Mm-hmm. Deny self, pick up the truth of the cross, what I've done for you at the cross, and follow mm-hmm. me. Spend your time following following me. When? Today. Yes. Uh, and by the way, I want I'm, there's I'm going to ask you: Are you enjoying it? Because if you're with me, you're going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you even said uh, you gave an example. You got you got a little bit of correction. What was your what was your feeling about that? What was your thought about that? Honestly, it was the sweetest correction ever. <laughs> it, it it was truly a joy because it was like, oh, that's right, because I can go to, you know, if I'm not car- cautious, and he knows me well enough to know that. Um, if I'm not cautious, I could get sidetracked and turn Julas into just obedience again. And he's like, no, 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 don't miss it. It's not about that. In fact, the power's gone when you're there, it starts with the undivided or the undivided heart. The total devotion comes from you understanding just who you are as my daughter. Yeah. And there's, that's a confident and a sweet place that you are to function from 24 seven. Yeah. As you're abiding with me. Um, yeah. And I, I just put up on the screen um, that as we're talking through this, you probably have lots of questions that you could email us uh, or put on YouTube. You can put it in the comments section or, Email us at questions at afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com. And we'd happy to bring that in into our discussion. Uh, But when you look, when you said you enjoyed it, um, talk a little bit about that. What is it about that that you actually, and and God's saying, well, let me, let me give you some direction here. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And you enjoyed that. Okay. What was it about that, that you enjoyed? So for me, part of it was 
almost like a reassurance that he sees and he knows me, you know, he, in that moment, he knew where I would be most likely to drift and where my heart may be going. And, and he saw that and he cared enough to not allow me to do that, that he just quickly course corrected me um, because he also knows my heart enough to know I truly there is no greater joy than walking in the middle of what he's doing. And when you see that it is not you at all, but it's just him doing it and you're getting invited to step in. And, and again, like we said, the front row seats, there is a place of joy and delight there that my heart just feeds on. Yeah. And, and he knows that about me. Yeah. And again, at the pure level, um, who do you get to talk to? Him. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you're hearing. See, you're hearing his voice, and it, and it wasn't, it wasn't fuzzy to you. No, um, not at all. It was, well, God loves me. He cares about me. He's instructing me. I'm hearing his voice, mm -hmm. and he says, uh, when you hear my voice, mm -hmm. I want you to have joy, per se. Right. Because wow, I get to hear, and this is this is kind of funny. It's um, a big deal that we get to hear his voice. <laughs> it's a big deal. Um, and particularly when people are learning this, um, mm -hmm. they start hearing God's voice. Um, but they're but they're focused on, okay, this thing that I'd like to get resolved, this this mm -hmm. uh, issue or my heart or or and I'm and I understand where God has me. Um, I'm working at it, working at it, working at it, and I say, well, are you enjoying it? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I'm still I'm still struggling with this and that. I said, well, there's one thing that you could absolutely enjoy. Mm -hmm. Do you realize that, that the God of the universe is talking yeah. to you? Right. Do you Personally. Real, do, you, do you realize how, how, how wonderful that is? And mm -hmm. he is pleased that you're hearing and responding to him. Right. Um, rejoice in that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what you're saying is that, well, yeah. I have this intimate relationship with the God of the universe who cares about me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not, it's not a strange thing. It's not a hokey thing. It's not a strange, uh, uh, set of things that I'd better act or do or make sure that right. I, that I am quote spiritual, but rather it's just a simplicity of who, who I am and how I learn and how I receive. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing his voice. Um, yeah. and, uh, and then I say, okay, rejoice at that and start and keep rejoicing at that, um, mm -hmm. uh, that, you're in process and God, God is getting you to the right thing. And as you, as you are fulfilling that, he will do supernatural things. Yeah. Um, and how cool will that be? Yeah. And something he always reminds me in this is I, you know, I definitely have joy in his presence and I delight in him, but he likes to remind me that he delights in me. And, and I think for me anyway, that's an important thing to receive that it's not just, you know, good job. You did well. It's no, I love you. Yeah. I delight in you. This is, this isn't about anything you do. This is about who you are and who I made you to be. And I love to be with you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when, so when knowing that that's that father's heart, when we can, when we can live there, um, mm -hmm. and realize that, um, I'm for you. Um, I love you. I, I want to be with you. I'm going to do these amazing things with you. I want you to enjoy, see every day of your life, mm -hmm. abiding with me, walking with me. Yeah. Um, if you if you walk away from me, <laughs> I can't do it. Right. And he says it saddens me. 
because mm-hmm. uh, I have so much to uh, to give you and to experience with you and for you to experience with me right. that um, I want to fulfill it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was he was angry. I said he was angry with that generation that said we're not willing to go, uh, and he didn't get to experience them. There's there's one interesting little uh, verse by the way. In this is in Exodus, mm-hmm. um, Moses, uh, Joshua, and Caleb. Uh, and they had already told Joshua and Caleb, you're, you're going to get to go. Right. But it's going <laughs> it's going to be 40 years, mm-hmm. um, which could have been very discouraging. Right. Um, uh, but here's a verse that says in Exodus, um, Moses, uh, and by the way, this was an invitation to everybody, but they didn't pick it up. Moses would go to the uh, tabernacle or the tent, what's called the tent of meeting and have mm-hmm. personal conversations with God. Right. Uh, and God's glory would be shown. Um, and he would go in, get some instruction, and go out. And here's the verse. And Joshua and Caleb stayed in the tent of meeting. Mm-hmm. And so they abided with him for 40 years. Wow. Uh, they experienced his fellowship and understanding and depth of, mm-hmm. of life and encouragement and all that God wanted. And by the way, anybody else could have gone in, but they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But Joshua and Caleb, it says, and they stayed in mm-hmm. the in the tent of meeting, enjoying the fellowship wow. with God. So they were they were still enjoying the fullness of life through that 40 years while God was mm-hmm. angry with the rest of them. And then, hey, by the way, you're ready to go. Let's go. Let's now go. Okay, wow. great. You know, let's go. So it's it's pretty it was pretty cool. Yeah. And even in that, so the waiting is joy. I can you know, be. <laughs> even, even the waiting can be joy. That's a pretty incredible thing when you think about that. Yeah. And, and I'm sure God kept encouraging them is don't get discouraged. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, learn from me, unless you and I have fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you more truth about who I am so that when you're ready to go, you'll understand it. Um, and, and don't stop coming and meeting with me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have, I have joy with you in the middle right. of God's anger toward everybody else. Right. Uh, which is a great example. Well, uh, wow, we're, we're uh, already through today <laughs> uh, talking about this aspect of abiding in faith and the beauty of uh, the fact that we are called to walk with him. Mm-hmm. And um, I love it uh, that God took us today to, hey, by the way, uh, have everybody understand, mm-hmm. I love being with you. Yeah. Um, and my heart is to be with you. And it's not for you to perform to me. Mm-hmm. It's what I want to do through you uh, yeah. and in you and, and enjoy you. And, and God does. Yeah. So uh, what a, what a great, uh, great opportunity to share that today. So great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> These conversations are always so fun and yeah. so encouraging. It really is fun. So we, we encourage everybody to keep understanding what abiding is. And we're going to get into this aspect of believing these promises mm-hmm. and what does that, what does that look like? And we'll get into that uh, next tomorrow. So have a great, uh, great night. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks yeah. so Thank much. You. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.